T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and we have episode, well, not episode, version two of The Tasting Room. Yep. Volume two? What volume do you want to call two. it? I volume, like volume two. two. It's, like a, it's like a big fancy book yes in a library i like volume two volume two of the tasting room today to get you all set for the fourth of july and the fourth of july holiday weekend patrick today has brought in six beers that are fresh to the shelves uh, i also brought him three beers from public coast which i'll get to in a second i was only gonna bring five but then i found a new one last night that i was like oh, i gotta do that one well and look the nice thing for me is that today nobody is in the building that i'm working in so if I get a little, little too much, I can let it cool down before I before I continue my job. It'll be sweet. It'll be okay. <laughs> and I'm just gonna go to my job and drink more. Yes. Yeah. That's you know that's the benefit of your job. Yes. So we'll get to the tasting room. What beers we have in a second? Uh, you can find us all over the place. Social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at P Diddy 5 on Instagram. And our new beers on us Instagram page is just that Instagram.com/slash beers on us. We have both been posting on it recently. I'd say we're up to about nine or ten posts now. I shared some pictures from my birthday weekend this past weekend at the coast patrick's been taking pictures of some of the spots he's been going to and uh i'm still learning instagram so excuse any ignorance that i may have the first post i I did didn't tag anybody or put anybody (laughs) as an at uh so i then fixed that luckily you can edit on instagram you can edit as opposed to twitter and uh and then maybe i'll start putting some hashtags too but for now, I'm just proud of myself for taking pictures because I'm not much of a picture person. I don't think to take pictures when I'm places. So I have to be in the mindset of like, oh, crap, let me take a picture of this for the Instagram page. Yeah, like I rolled into Von Ebert East this weekend, and I was standing in the parking lot and was like, turned to my girlfriend. I was like, ah, oh, I have to be that guy. She's <laughs> like, what? I have to take a picture. Like, <laughs> just take it and get over it. Well, you don't was, see. That's the thing is, you don't have to. No, but I wanted to. You don't have to blah, feel. Blah, blah. You don't need to feel responsible for it. But it'll be okay. You can find us uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com app, Ten Eighty The Fan.com, Omni Stitcher, all the places you get your podcasts, and wherever you find us, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, it helps us out a lot. And uh, still been seeing a ton of pictures out on the social media sphere. Great one this week. From uh, a guy who was at Crater Lake, and he put mm. his Crux can right on the rock, and it was an amazing picture. Holla. I'll pull it up for you as we're talking here. An absolutely amazing, amazing picture that he was like, yeah, the beer makes it, of course. They might, there might be that lake there, but the beer makes it. There you go. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, from Crater Lake, sent it. With the unopened Crux can, I hope you drank the can, sir. You better have drank that can. <laughs> Especially around Crater Lake. I still have yet to go to Crater Lake, so that is a spot I would like to go to. We tried once. We had, we did not check ahead of time. We were driving down that way, and we found out that it was too snowy, too icy. The highways were closed. It's going to kill you. And I could not uh, make that trip. So at some point, I have to get down there. It's just not a place I go very often down in Central Oregon. So uh, that's where you can find us. We'll do quickly our week in beer. I actually had a pretty intense week in beer because it was my birthday weekend out at the coast. My wife surprised me by doing a little bit of a craft beer trip on the day of my birthday, which was Thursday. That was the day we were going out to the coast to stay for a couple days. She took me down to Pacific City, which we had never been to before. We went to the original Pelican down there. And uh, then climb the dunes. Climb the dunes. Did you go out to the peak where you got to jump the fence that you're not supposed to, but everyone clearly does? uh, No, because I wanted to die after climbing the main dune and (laughs) did not want to go up anywhere else. I'll do it. But uh, really worth it. I was, my quads were about to fall off at the top. And when you get over the top and you realize you're not just turning around and looking, you're seeing what's out that way too. And Mm -hmm. there's that cool rock formation. Yep. You're like, oh my God, so worth it. Yep. So if you've never done it. Do it unless you're afraid of heights. Don't do it because you will have a freak out session when you're going the, going back down. Um, but yeah, the original Pelican was cool. 
I've been to the Cannon Beach one, and this was a cool one to go to. And just kind of, they have a really beautiful view of, I guess that's another Haystack Rock there. Um, I think they're both called Haystack Rock, the one in Cannon and the one in Pacific City. So I don't know what the one in Pacific City is called. I think it is called Haystack. That doesn't it make looked, sense. It looks exactly the same as the one in Cannon Beach. That doesn't just make any sense. Further out. Um, has a great view of that. Uh, had a really, really good tri-tip sandwich there and, and had a sampler tray of all their beers. I've had almost all the Pelican beers before, so it wasn't anything crazy or new. But uh, I did try something called the Azaka IPA, which I think was another Southern Hemisphere hop. I liked that one a lot. Um, we then went up to Tillamook and... What was funny is we were driving there, and again, I don't know where we're going because she's surprising me. And I was like, oh, I pointed out the Air Museum, and I was like, that's where DeGuard used to be. I went there with my parents once. I thought it sucked. <laughs> and she, like, didn't say anything. And two minutes later, we pull into downtown, and we're going to DeGuard. And I was like, no, I'll try it again. It's been years, and I've, I've grown my palate doing the podcast. And let me tell you something. I liked it a lot. I had three different beers. Or I had the All Sours. I had one that was made with white grapes. Forgive me, I can't remember the names. I had one that was a dark red color, and I had a Saison that was a Block 15 Degard collab, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. It was a collab. I can't remember. the. I think it was Block 15 that did it with them. I really, really liked the white grape one and the red one. Uh, I did not love the Saison, but... Those two were so good. Yeah, I like that new spot. And that new spot's been open for, I want to say, two years now. Uh, it's a really cool tasting room. Definitely an upgrade from the old spot, although there's, you know, the little part of me that likes the old spot. Just because uh, it was just, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, there's and there's just more seating in this, and it, it feels less cramped. It feels less like uh, you got to wait in line to get in there. Yeah, we went up to the bar and sat there and had a couple beers and really, really friendly people. Really, really good time, and obviously all their bottles. We didn't buy a bottle, but they have all their bottles are for sale there, too. Big kind of wine-style bottles. 750s. And uh, if, if you have not had a chance to go out there, Tillamook's not too far, and if you want to go down there, you can go to the Pelican there, too, if you'd like. It's just down the street from the DeGard. And like you can go to the brand-new Tillamook Cheese Factory upgrade, which we had not we did not go into, but we drove past it on the way up, and it uh, looks very nice and Blue fancy. Blue Heron for life. Blue Heron's good, too. Um, and then we went up to Cannon for our last stop, and that was where we were staying for the weekend. And we went to Public Coast for dinner and had a really, really good time there. So that was my kind of my weekend beer. And then while we were in Cannon Beach, we went to the Pelican there and the Public Coast another one or two times just because we were wandering around. And we're like, oh, let's stop in and get a beer. And uh, had a really, really good pail from Pelican as well that I liked a lot. I cannot remember the name of it, but I got it. I think it was a rye. That's what it was. It was a rye. Okay. I was very, very all over the place this weekend. Um, I so that. I, I think it was a rye. I got that both times I went into the Pelican, too. So that was my week in beer. It was crazy and all on the coast and a lot of fun. That's right, dude. I mean, mine's, I mean, I guess I did a lot of things I didn't think about. I went up to Glendevere for the first time to the Von Eber East. It's interesting to see a like country club type brewery setup on a golf course yeah uh but it was really cool i didn't eat food i just had some beers there was an italian pilsner they had out there that uh was so let me let me let me retract let me backtrack on this for a minute i was having this conversation with some people over the last few days and being in the beer industry you know you're you're tasting lots of beer you're around great stuff all the time but it, i feel like it's been a very long time since i've had a beer that's made me go wow you know, you have a beer and be like, dang, that's really good. One of these beers that we're going to try today in the tasting room I had last night and kind of was like, ooh, that's a really good beer. But it's been a while since I've had a beer that just made me say, wow. And I had this Italian Pilsner at Von Ebert East and I took a sip of it and said, oh, this is pretty good. And I got halfway through the beer and took a like a pretty good gulp and finished and went, wow. This beer is amazing. <laughs> and unfortunately, there's no more of it left. So it's just a, just a giant tease for everyone. But it had it was bright, it was crisp, and it had this, you know, it's lower on the kind of doughy, bready characteristic, which is a part of Pilsner's that I don't really care for, but had this kind of real hop spice, fruity thing going on in the finish, and it lingered and uh in a very pleasant way. And what made it Italian? Uh or was I that just the it's, name of it's it? ingredients. Okay. It's your ingredients, like your malts and stuff are are based out of Italian. It's it's like a thing going on right now. Um, as as they go, like Wayfinder does one. I think I think uh, Breakside just did one, and then Von Eber has one. And it, I think it's just it's a little trend right now. It's yeah. a little trends that move around and stuff like that. But anyway, I had that beer, and I was just again kind of wowed 
and that was really exciting. And then later that night, I went to the Berlick, uh birthday party and drank some beers with those guys and had a, a grand old time. You did say you were going to go. Did anybody did come say, up to you and say hi? Or were I, they... did not, I did not run into anybody. Um, I was kind of chatting. Even if they don't know what you look like, you, they know what you sound like. Yeah, definitely. I was chat. I kind of hung out mostly with with uh, the employees there, uh, but I had their Bear Weiser, which is uh, a their a logger aged on beechwood for like six weeks, something like that. And the can looks like Budweiser. Mm. Uh, if you go to the, I believe it's on the Beers on Us Instagram page. You can see it on there. Uh, it's a really good beer. It just looks exactly like a Budweiser can, and it's fantastic because I like it when people make fun of stuff like that. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good uh, good weekend beer for both of us. Let yeah. us know on social media and comment on any of the Instagram posts on the Beers on Us Instagram, things that you have done and tasted over the course of the last week. Ooh, I had some overkill from Grains of Wrath, too. Ah, we, was, both, we both enjoyed that one. That was very tasty. We may, in a couple of weeks, be making a return trip Two grains of wrath. That would be fun. Four hour, one year episode. <sighs> Almost episode 52. Uh, so anyway, let's dive into the beer because we have a lot in front of us. Okay. And uh, you want to go all six, read them, or you want to go one at a time? Um, Let's go one at a time. Okay. First one we're going to do is we tend to do lightest to heaviest. Yes. We start with Matchless Brewing Company. I've seen a lot of their cans at New Seasons and have not yet tried them. They are out of Tumwater, Washington to our friends to the north. This is their Especial Lager Mexican style lager. I like how some of these are still sitting on the shelves after uh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. In terms of like people are just making them because as we talked about, lagers are going to become a thing. <laughs> yeah, and this one looks exactly like a Modelo Especial can. I don't know. I do, I do like how I people are. I don't know how are, they get away with that, but. <laughs> I like how people are doing that now. Alright, so Beer no, if you if you have not listened to the first tasting room, basically what we do is this is a a way to promote beers that are new to the shelves. We'll be honest about them. We might not like all of them. Last time I think there was one that I didn't particularly love. But uh There's a beer on here that I have no idea what it is. Okay. And well, we'll find out. I like keep reading about it and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, what what the idea is is we find beers that are fresh or somewhat new to the shelves that we have not seen before or maybe you haven't seen before and we just kind of do a beer of the week style tasting of them for all of them it's fun for us and uh, the last one got really really good reviews so we're going to do a series of it and just keep doing it every maybe once a month or every other month when we when we run run into wanting to do it and uh let us know if you try any of these beers after we taste them here on the podcast and let us know what you think if you agree or disagree with what we said. So let's let's get into this one. We've had a lot of Mexican lagers recently mm-hmm. on on the podcast. So this is from Matchless. It's their Especial Lager. The hops is Tetnang. The malt is Pilsner and flaked corn. It even says their yeast, Que Bueno. I don't know what that means. Uh, and descriptors, great on its own, but even better on the beach. That's not a descriptor, but that's what it says. Okay. Um, I love that there's somebody who gets credited for the label art. It's like for stealing it. <laughs> First sip is a very it's interesting so it smells like a mexican lager right off the top you smell it and you're like hey i know what i'm drinking the the initial part of the sip is quite refreshing and clear and crisp and tasty i will say that at the very end it kind of fades into nothingness for me so i like it it's easy drinking but i wish there was a little bit more of a residual lasting flavor at the end of the sip for me spears kind of skunky is it yeah i didn't get a lot of skunk but i get it I get it. In the smell or in the taste? Both. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know, not fu- not full on like a Heineken or something like that, but definitely like green bottle skunk, um, but definitely lower than those beers would have. Because I'm not really- With some bright Christmas. I'm not it. really getting that. Maybe, yeah, I just took a second sip. Maybe it's slightly there, but I think it fades pretty quickly, if it is there at all, for me, at least on my palate. I- I just wish it had more. There's not really much yeah. going on at the end. It's it's very easy drinking. It is good to drink on the beach, I would I would say. Well, I think this is the best matchless beer I've had. How many have you had from them? Five or six. Really? Yeah. I, I just have not tried them yet. I didn't know where they were from and I'm whenever I look at that, when I see a bunch of cans from one brewery and I'm like, I've never heard of you before, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pass. <laughs> most of the stuff I've had from them are uh hoppy stuff and they make a lot of hazies. They make a lot of hazies. So well, I doesn't I, everybody right now. Yeah, I tend to stay away from those, but I have had a few here and there. And uh 
just some taste stuff. And I mean, I don't, you know me, I just don't, don't like those styles of beer, but, uh, but this is nice. I mean, I, I could drink this. I would drink this. I would buy this again. That's what I'm saying is I think it's a great, it's a great river beer. Like if you're going to go float this 4th of July weekend, this is a good beer to have on the river. Very light. What was the ABV on that one? Uh, I'm assuming what, like 4.2 or something like that. 3.95. Wow. Even lighter. Yeah. That's, that's one you can have a couple and it's super light and not overly flavorful. So you can kind of keep going back to it. I don't get much skunk. Patrick's getting a little bit of skunk in it, but I just could just be me. I just wish it had a little more flavor at the end. But I like how easy drinking it is for sure. Uh, beer number two comes from Jack's Abbey. Now, full um, full disclosure, we have seen some Jack's Abbey on the shelves lately. But I keep over the last month or so, but I keep forgetting to grab one for a beer of the week. What is Jack's Abbey? What is it special? Is it unique? What's going on? It is a brewery in Farmingham, Massachusetts okay. that apparently makes really great beer. Okay. That's really all I know about them, but through word of mouth from people, I've been asked multiple times, have you had a Jack's Abbey yet? So I don't know. It will, apparently will. these guys make loggers and that's their thing. We will try it now. So now we're going to try this. This is their post-shift Pilsner by the way, I like how this was mostly, actually, it was all you, but you were like, I think lagers are going to be the beer of 2019, and we have seen so many yeah, lagers, but the hazies, they're still sticking around. Still sticking around. They're still Those the SLBs. thing to make, and I wonder, how how many years have been the year of the hazy now? Like three? Probably. We're probably year three. <sighs> Come on, loggers. Pass them. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Post-shift, there will be no working during drinking hours. I mean, we're working right now, but okay. <laughs> are we working? I, well, Brewed. debatable, but we are doing things that require work. Brewed with Bavarian malt and hops, this everyday Pilsner is bright, crisp, refreshing. We think it's the perfect way to end the workday. Clock out, post up, and enjoy. Hashtag drink logger. Okay. So they make only loggers. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I think the correct term, though, is hashtag drink loggers. Well, you can't. Maybe that's taken, so they had to make a creative one. And by creative, I mean remove the S at the end of the word. Can you copyright uh, hashtags? I don't know. I don't know. For example, the hashtag of our podcast was used during the World Cup. <laughs> beers on us. Really? So yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. Because the English love to throw beers on themselves. By the way, go America! I watched yeah. that game yesterday <laughs> while drinking beers, and it was awesome. 2-1 win over England, Sunday. You might be listening to this after the fact. They will be playing Netherlands or Sweden in the final. I love when drinking. Is that, when is that game? 8 a.m. No, when is the game that's today, right? Netherlands, oh, Sweden. Oh, uh, what time is it right now? 12. So now? it is in the fourth minute of the game right okay, now. Okay, cool. So we don't know who, who they're going to be playing, but they've already beat Sweden, and, uh, and Netherlands is not better than the U.S., so they should be able to win the World Cup final. And I like to drink beer during sports. It's one of my favorite things in the world. That I know about you very well. All right, Jack's Abbey Craft Lager, four point seven percent. Wow, it has the original gravity on here. IBUs thirty, unfiltered and unpasteurized. That's pretty. It's pretty clean for a brewery that likes to clear for a brewery that says they're unfiltered. It know? is very, uh, very yellow too. Like mm -hmm. yellow beer, like very yellow. You'll see like light clear beers. You're like, oh, that's a yellow beer. This is. This is pretty yellow when you look it up at the light, at the light at least. Interesting. Yeah. I took a sip. I'm, I mean, it's a lager. This is one of the toughest types of beers for me yeah. to give tasting notes for because I feel like sometimes the little, the notes in it are very subtle. Yeah. Because it's a lighter beer. I'm a, my go-to is always, I do get a lot of that breadiness that comes in through lagers, but I, I struggle to kind of pinpoint other than like crisp and clean and maybe a little bit of bready in there. That's This is the one style I'm still kind of, I like it now. I actually order lagers now, thanks to you. I still wish you would order dark beers, but that's okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, there's no dark beer. I'm sorry. It's, okay. it's not that I didn't want to buy one. It's that I just didn't see any. It's okay. It's okay. Um, this beer. I brought you a dark beer. If you want to drink it on the podcast, we have a stout here with us from Public Coast. <laughs> I, I think we have enough beer. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't want to drink the dark beer. <laughs> I I don't really care for this. I don't get I don't I don't care for the body so much. I'm not getting a ton of that kind of classic Pilsner flavor to it. And the finish, I get a ton of like sulfur. Hmm. You're getting way better at these tasting notes. <laughs> well, I just, I just that was the most like 
<laughs> like haughty, what's the word? Like cocky laugh. You're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for this. And a lot of people said they really liked it. I don't, I, mean, I don't dislike it. I just, I'm just saying I have trouble kind of giving you tasty notes for it. I, I think it, I kind of like the middle of, of the, of the sip yeah. for myself. Again, I like I like malts. I like kind of breadier things, and I feel like it gives you a lot of that in the middle. I don't like the smell of it very much, though. Mm-mm. The smell is strange. the The aroma is strange to me. Yeah, I just I just like lit six matches in my mouth. <laughs> I love how you're getting way better at <laughs> tasting all these flavors now that you quit smoking cigarettes. I know, I know it's super <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this beer's not bad. Let's, I, I take that back. This beer is not like bad by any means. I just, I there is slightly a weird aftertaste. I guess I, I wouldn't call this a pilsner though. Sulfur, if you'd like. <laughs> I wouldn't call this a pilsner. Is that what I thought you said? It was a lager. It, it pilsners are lagers. Okay. I just, I don't get any of that. Yeah, I just don't. It is bright. It is crisp and refreshing, but I don't get any that kind of classic biscuity or doughy malt kind of flavor that you would from a pilsner. I, I want more malt in this. The only time I get, I get hops it for sure. The only time I get it's in the middle. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a neutral beer for me. I don't dislike it. I don't love it. It's one that I'm interested to try it because we heard about it. I guess or you heard about it, and they're supposedly doing good things. But I don't know. It's just a neutral beer for me. I don't. I would drink it again. I just I, I'm not going to rave about it. You know. Um, and then our third, our last beer for this first part of the tasting room, volume two, is from our good friends up at Rubens. Uh, they tend to make appearances on this show frequently, whether in discussion or in cans. I believe we had one of theirs. We had their Mexican lager during Mexican lagers. Yes. Okay. Uh, or was that the tasting room? I think it was both. Both? I think Close you brought it back. You were like, oh, we did this <laughs> already. It's like, this but... beer's cool. Let's do it again. <laughs> uh, this is their uh, Lemoncello. It is an Imperial Goza with lemon zest. I like Lemoncellos. Um, I don't love Gozas, so we'll I, see how I know, this goes. I know. I, I like Rubens. I like the idea of this. Uh, but I'm a little worried because the, the Goza is not, not my go-to style. I know it's it's one of those it's like saisons for me. There's a couple of styles that I've tried and tried to keep tasting and like, but well, I I had I did a better job with the sours at the guard this week, so yeah, maybe now, maybe I'm getting better. Now I will say, if you've listened to the show, you've heard this before, or you know, I don't say it every time, so you may have missed it. I like sour beer, whatever route you want to go, whether it's you know a kettle sour. Or uh, Berliner Weiss. I mean, I really love low ABV Berliner Weisses, especially with a little fruit. Um, Goes has always been a tough one for me. It's salty, right? There's it's salt. Like, there's yeah. There's there's that's um, what I smell immediately. There's lingering salinity to it. Um, funny, great piece of tidbit. Uh, the Goza was founded in Munich, and when they were making they were making their beer, um, the water was so saturated with salt that that just created its flavor. Interesting. And that's where you get a Goza. That's interesting. Yeah. I do like when styles are based in history like that. Yeah. They were forced to make it like this. Mm-hmm. So it's 6%. I'm trying to see German style Goza ale with lemon zest. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else. Aren't all here. Goza's German style if what you just said yeah, is I know, true? I know, I know. <laughs> but hey, man, you, that's that's a marketing thing, though. Like you put on this Goza, people are like, oh, what the hell's that? You put German style, it's like, those Germans make good beer. Better order that beer. <laughs> Those Germans should know what they're doing. I, uh, I'm struggling with this one, Patrick. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> welcome to the smell of salt, by the way. It, I think the salt just is really unappealing to me. I don't want to drink salt water. You know what I mean? And I I think the lemon does a good job at the end of kind of masking the flavor and, and making you feel like you're having a fresh lemony beer, but the salt is so overpowering. I don't know. If you are out there listening and you like Goza's, explain to me why you like the style. Not as a judgment, I'm just curious. Because the salt is just so strong in all of these beers. It just punches you and you're like, why am I drinking salt? I want to know why you drink Goza's and then I will judge you. (laughs) (laughs) So Mike will be the good guy. I will be the bad guy. No, Good cop, bad cop. So I actually think this beer is really well made. Um, I don't find the salt too overpowering. 
It is an imperial Goza, so it is supposed to be a little bit bigger. The lemon zest, I don't find, is overpowering. It's more tart than most Gozas, but that might be the imperial with a touch of the lemon zest in it. I think this beer, for what it is, is a good beer. I like the lemon aspect of this a lot. At the very end of the taste, the very back end of the palate, you get a huge punch of lemon. Yeah. And I like lemon-flavored things, so I, I am not opposed to that. And it kind of, that's what's allowing me to go back and get that next sip is because I want that lemon burst again. But the very beginning, and you just made a face when you took that initial part of the sip too, the, the very beginning is a tough challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am somebody that is just not a salt person. I mean, like, blasphemy, I know. I don't cook with salt. I, I don't add salt. I don't. <laughs> you're you're crazy. Yeah, I know. You're I know. a heathen. It's, it's, just, it's just not my thing. Uh, and so it stands out to me pretty tough. But I hey. think, interestingly enough, full full uh, information here. I just took a that last sip in one chug because I just wanted to finish it. it Taste it better, faster. Yeah, because the salt isn't sitting on your palate as much. Oh, so just chug the beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Six percent. Chug it. It'll taste like lemon lemon cello. It'll be great. Shotgun it. Yeah, we'll try it. Finish that last sip in in a big gulp. You'll get a lot less salt. You'll get a lot more lemon. And it'll be a little bit more refreshing to you. Okay, fair. Yeah. Now, it's not a good sell. No, beer, it's, I'm not saying it's a good sell. I'm just saying as an experiment, I finished it. Not an experiment. I just wanted to be done with the beer because I don't love the saltiness <laughs> of it. And uh, it was it was much better that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like I said, though, if you are a Goza fan, I think you would like this beer. That's I probably think, true. I think this beer is a well-made beer. I, I, I don't. I don't feel comfortable enough saying that because I have not had a lot of gozas. Mm -hmm. I just know salt is part of it, and this has salt in it. So I, I guess the reason that I was because I, like I don't the lemon. know because I don't know gozas all that well either. But I don't really taste any flaws, any like big brewing flaws or packaging flaws, uh, and I don't find the lemon zest too overpowering. Therefore, I would say this I do is a like the lemon beer. zest. I like I like the lemon part of it, and it does it is sold correctly. It is kind of like a limoncello. Yeah. Um, just with a little bit of salt going on there too. So there are our first three beers on volume two of the tasting room. It was Matchless's Cerveza Especial. Uh, what was that one called? Jack's Jack Abbey Post Shift Pilsner. And then Ruben's Limoncello Imperial Goza with Lemon Zest. Um, so far, favorite of the three? Pass. Gun to your head? The Matchless. I'd probably agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Rubens, maybe. Oh, come on. I really don't like this Jack's Abbey. Okay, so that's, that's fine. Out. And the little bit of like skunkiness in the Mexican lager is kind of turning me off. But yeah, I'd probably go matchless. All right. I kind of agree with that. Although I do agree the, the Rubens is well made. Mm -hmm. it, I, I taste the layers of the beer. It's just not taste that I enjoy. So we have three left. Apologies for the first three tasting room beers not being our favorites. Uh, that's, we got, just our, that's just our opinions, though. Well, you guys might like them. Well, of course. And that's how it goes, right? If we're, if we're picking beers that are fresh on the shelf, it's not stuff that we've tasted and are liking. It's let's experiment with, with the, what the shelf has. Yeah. And the next three beers are going to be interesting. We've got two heavy hitters on here and then a collab from a brewery that we've had on this show recently, and I have no idea what this beer is. All right. Well, let's get to that next as we continue Volume 2 The Tasting Room here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. All right. Three more beers to go here on Volume 2 of The Tasting Room on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And we will not be doing an official Beer of the Week this week. We will be picking one of the six that we are trying here as our Beer of the Week. What do we have next, Patrick Harris? Well, there's this little brewery in Hood River called Pafrem. I'll be going there next week. Um, they make great stuff. They also package a lot of their seasonal stuff, um, and uh, they don't have crazy names for their beer. This is Freem's Hefeweizen. I think I've had this before. Yeah? I think. I saw it. I saw. I was out there a couple weekends ago, and I saw it for sale in the bottle in the shop. And I did not buy it because I assumed we would be seeing it in Portland, and I was kind of knew we were going to do a tasting room episode coming up. So I did not try it up there. I do not know if this is American style or if it's German style. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's German style. Probably a good bet. Um, 
But I thought this would be fun because we talk about this all the time. Hefeweizens are rarely packaged. We rarely see them. Um, you see Widmer's. That's you see you Widmer, see. which is an American wheat with like lemon. I don't know. Yeah. And then to where, to where I thought this would be fun because I mean I tend to drink frame IPAs and frame lagers, and I thought a Hefeweizen would be great for this. Well, I'm curious because if it's a German style, then we're going to get a lot of banana y flavor going on in there. And that excites me. That's one thing I like about the German style hefts is that the it's such a unique flavor to get banana in the beer that you don't normally taste that it kind of throws you for a loop when you first have it. But it's really enjoyable because it's I mean, I personally like the banana flavor. I like bananas. And it's it's something that <laughs> he just smelled it and made a crazy reaction. It's something that I kind of enjoy because it's unique. to well, me. It's, it's yeast derived. Really? Uh, yeah, for sure. Germans refer to this is what Frame Label says. Oh, Germans there, there refer, it is German. <laughs> Germans refer to Hefeweizen as Flaschenbrot. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it, it sounded kind of German, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, AKA bottled bread. Frames Hefeweizen certainly starts with a, with wheat and yeast, though it's also packed with aromas of lemon meringue and notes of cloves and nutmeg. Take a sip and get your brat on. I don't like that. But Whoa, the clove is strong. I don't like get your brat on. Take but a sip, Patrick. This 5. is five point five percent. So, <coughs> wow, the clove aftertaste is lingering. I mean the the aroma is that classic yeast. Yeah, it is very very banana yeast smelling, and you'll get they call it lemon meringue. I mean, it's I guess it's probably similar. You get that, but get ready for the clove hit Whoa. at the end. Yeah. That's one of those that is like, hey, here's a spice you don't have very often, especially in beer. Now you're going to taste it. Um, I don't know if I like that. I think it comes on too sharp. It's very sharp. Yeah, it's kind of like you you taste it, you get this mid-palate nice Hefeweizen, and then bam, here's clove. And it and kills it, the rest of the beer. It kind of kills the rest of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Because um, once you hit the clove, you don't taste anything. And I still have it now. 30, 40 seconds after finishing my sip, it is as as fresh as if I had just sipped the beer. I would really like this beer without the clove. Or just less. Yeah, or just less, for sure. That's what's always tricky about those kind of spices. I mean, we always talk, we've, if you go back and listen to our- You can our, smell the clove in it, too. If, if you, you go back it. and listen to our uh, Bourbon Barrel Age episode, uh, we talk about vanilla. We talk about vanilla a lot and how it's so easy to overdo the vanilla and then it it becomes too much. This, this I think, is too much, which I'm so surprised from. I thought... Well, question. You might not know the actual answer to it, but what makes it so that the clove hits late and lingers as opposed to earlier in the sip and then it would max, mix, wow, speak, mix in with the rest of the beer? Well, I can give you kind of an answer without giving you an answer. It must be where they're adding the clove. Okay. Um, and I don't know where is going to make it pop the most. Maybe it conditions on it a little bit post fermentation. Um, I'm not sure. So they could be throwing it into into the boil. I don't know. Um, Either way, it is a powerful flavor in this beer. It is a very very powerful flavor. In I this think beer. that's one thing that I think everybody agrees with is maybe there are certain exceptions. And I'm looking at one of the beers that I brought you from Public Coast, which is a coconut brown. That's very coconutty. But coconut is a kind of sweet, enjoyable flavor if you like it, mm -hmm. whereas clove is a very strong spice. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have one flavor that dominates a beer, I don't know if that's a good thing. You don't want to overpower. You want layers. You want an easy kind of... You're talking about balance. I am talking about balance. Yep. Yes. Yes, I am. You're talking about balance. You need zen in mm -hmm. your beer, man. Um... Goosefraba. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'll be, I guess I agree with you. I like the, the initial three quarters of the sip, but the yep. clove completely kills it at the end for me. But you know, again, once again, and, and not to just say this to, you know, not, not bang on a, a, a brewery that we both find to be very exceptional, like the Goza, what they're going for here, they did. There's no I, flaws. There's no flaws. Yeah. This beer is a well-made beer. I just may not agree with its design. That's such an interesting way to put I know. it. It's such a it it's such a pretentious a hole statement to make. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, and I don't mean it that way. I mean it as that this is a great beer. It's just not my beer. 
Well, I guess what you're saying is if the clove flavor was maybe more mixed in with the other flavors to give it an extra element of spice versus being the only flavor you taste at the end of the sip, then it would be way better. It would use the same flavors. It For would my use, palate. It would use the same building up of, of a half. Yeah. But it wouldn't kill you over the end. Now, we're two different palates who have two very different tastes in beers, and we're both getting demolished by clove. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is that clove is not, as far as I know, not a commonly used spice. I, at least in food that I eat, I don't taste clove. It's not common for me. And maybe that's the problem is I'm not used to that flavor either. I I, I know what it is. It kind of reminds me of the holidays a little bit. But it's it's so overpowering. Yeah. It's really strong. Yeah. All right, moving on. We're moving on to a beer that I had last night um, that I thought was really good. And okay. I wanted to bring it in. Plus, I realized... We didn't have any hoppy beers. Now, we might have a second hoppy beer in the last one we do. We'll get to that. I'm sorry for keep teasing it, but I, I don't know what that is, so I didn't want to take a chance. <laughs> so right now we have uh, a Sun River, one of their limited release cans. Sick means cool IPA. <laughs> okay. Sick means cool. And you've had this, so we know we're not getting tricked into a hazy. No, we're not getting tricked into a hazy. Because sick means cool IPA could very well be a hazy IPA based on the title. I don't trust any of you anymore. No more trust. This is going to be a very nice palate cleanser. Good. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to try to do some little bit of homework real quick on the fly. Pay no attention while we stall for time. I'm pouring my beer, and I'm pouring myself half because Patrick got me excited about this one. Um, All right. Does it have any information on the can? No. None at all. Very so helpful, I, Sun River. I know. Well, so 7% ABV. That still doesn't do anything. 65 IBU, so a nice, uh, that's a pretty neutral middle ground IPA IBU right there from what you'll see. It excites me that there, there might be a little bit of a malt profile because I do enjoy a little malt in my IPAs. Uh, I didn't. can't find anything God, I can't on... get the clove out of my mouth. Come on. <laughs> um, I can't find anything from the... From Sun River themselves, so I'm going to have to trust the untapped uh, beverage app. Okay. And we'll just pray to sweet baby Jesus it's correct. There are good users on that who know what they're talking about, I assume, with all my heart. Uh, This seems like it's copy and pasted from something, so that makes me feel good. This awesome IPA (laughs) explores the family Plagiarism! No, no, no. It's like they got it off the website, so it makes me feel like it's more like what the brewery wants you to know. Okay. Uh, this awesome IPA explores the family dynamic with hops that share genetics. This fine lineage expresses a stunning array of hop flavors, ranging from earthy and evergreen to citrus and pineapple, and even a splash of blueberry and bubblegum. The hops are Nugget, Mosaic, X06277, and Simcoe Cryo. Okay. What's the difference between Simcoe Cryo and Simcoe? Uh, that Cryo, it's like it's like dust. Okay. It's like lupulin powder. I was thinking cryogenically frozen. Yeah, maybe. I just think it's like the, the little dust powder stuff. So it makes it, is it, does that it's make like the flavor of Simcoe different or stronger? I think it's just concentrated. So stronger. And. Wow. Yeah. That's a really interesting smell. It. I think I'm getting, honestly, am I getting the Simcoe off the yeah, top? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Without a doubt. I'm so proud it's of just, myself, it, guys. It, well, it's, I think Simcoe is, Simcoe is a great hop for you. To be working on being able to notify and single out uh, hops. It has a very distinct smell and flavor to it, and it is also extremely polarizing. So some people love it, and some people hate it. I also get the mosaic very strong in my first sip there, and I do get Simcoe at the very end. Um, wow, that's that's a very deep IPA. That's layers of flavor right mm-hmm. there that I'm talking about. Because you, you take the sip. And I don't know what Nugget tastes like, and hell, I don't know what the XL7-3000 is. But X06722? Yeah. I'm the just trying to see if I can remember RTD that RTD23C3PO. Uh, X06277. Dang it, I switched it around. I mean, that's my favorite X-Hop <laughs> of all time. It, I mean, uh, I don't know. I take that back. It's no X31562. Sorry, yeah. But, hey, it's we'll no, see. It's no Magneto from X-Men. <laughs> Come on. I don't know anything about X-Hops. Um, but that's a really layered IPA. I enjoy that. It is a good palate cleanser. You're right, because we've had a lot of uh, strong flavors in the first few beers. And yeah. this one is strong, but it's a it's a comfortable zone for us, I think, just because we're used to drinking these kind of IPAs. Um, but I like it. 
it's, I like it. It's interesting to me. I had this last night, and this beer tastes different today, and I think it's because it's warmer. It's also in a can versus on tap, I imagine. No, I had it in a can last night. Oh, okay. Um, but it's been, you know, it came out of my fridge uh, almost Ow, an hour, hour ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's been concentrated with, oh, that's not true. I stopped at Vesa this morning to grab it. So it's been out of a cooler for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. Um, but, you know, enough to warm something up a little bit. Because it just tastes. It doesn't so... taste. It doesn't taste warm to me, though. No, no. It's just. It seems so much danker. Like the like the hops are like really bam coming through. To Whereas yesterday. yesterday it was more balanced. Felt a little more mild. balanced. West Coast, yeah. But I still dig this. I don't know if I'd put those two words together. West Coast is like a hot punch. <laughs> yeah, West Coast ba- a balanced West Coast IPA. Uh huh. Really? You mean a multi IPA? <laughs> really? Really? A balanced West Coast IPA. I like this though. I I think. Like I said, it's it's comfortable. It's kind of a safe zone beer for us, right? It's IPA. I, I mean, it's using an experimental hop. It's using the nugget, which I've seen used before. I think that's kind of popping recently, but not one that we see all too often. And it's a brewery that we like a lot. So I enjoy it. And I do. I am learning the Simcoe flavor quite a bit. It's just so pungent. It is. <laughs> I think we've talked about this on the podcast. It tastes like a uh, mechanic shop. When yeah. you're drinking or something like yeah. that. Petrol. Yeah. <laughs> Diesel. Which sounds Ammonia. disgusting. But. Cat piss. Um, Sick means cool. This is canned on 621. So it's it's fairly fresh. And you should be able to find it, you know, wherever you get, wherever you get your stuff. I am enjoying the fact that I feel like some of the bigger breweries are doing a better job of sending limited release stuff out to the masses. Yes. Whereas... Before, you'd have to go to said brewery to get that, but I'm noticing a better job of canning it and, and, and bottling it and sending it out to people, too, which is nice because when you're more of a supermarket beer shopper like me, you get tired of the same stuff over and over and over again. You'd like to see the limited releases coming out just so you have new stuff to try. Yeah, but I just can't see too many of them. It's like you walk into a place that's like, hey, we got five new revisions in, and you're like, oh, really? What are they? And they're all hazy IPAs, and you're like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, that's just one example. But did you did you just, if you if did you're, you just make the same the same beer and package it five different ways? Maybe it's like different artwork on yeah, each can. Yeah, limited release number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, catch all, all the same. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Um. I was going to try to remember the rest of the song, but I don't, I don't know the rest of the song off the top of my head. I loved Pokemon growing up. Um, this is a good beer, though. I enjoy this. I don't I don't really have any criticisms of it. I'm a half camper. Other than, I guess, if you dislike Simcoe, you won't like this beer. Yeah, if you dislike Simcoe, you will definitely not like this beer. Because you said it's Simcoe Cryo, and that makes it more concentrated, which makes it stronger, and you get that. Because you smell it, you taste it, and it... I, I get the mosaic in the middle a little bit, but the Simcoe is, is pretty overpowering. I feel like it's cheating, though, with the cryo. Because you, like, know you're going to get, you know you're going to get uh, a more pungent, concentrated flavor of it. Right? Why is that cheating, though? It's a... It's a... Because instead, in add, instead of adding a ton of sugar, you use high fructose corn syrup. Oh. You see is what that, I mean? If you have cryo, you have to use... No, no, I just, I just... I feel like I don't know what I'm saying. You're, say, you're saying like that they, use more Simcoe hops to get that flavor, but it's like why do that when I can just use cryo? I mean, I guess I guess why, why use more sugar in Coca Cola when I can use high fructose corn syrup? Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're not saying they use high fructose corn syrup? No, corn no, 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 no. I'm not. Okay. No, I'm using that as an example. Gotcha. Um, no, I would never do that. That is a blatant insult. There's only no. one brewery in this town that uses high fructose corn syrup, and we'll let them be them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, would love to call it out right now but i will not <laughs> no let's not um but that's interesting because although i agree that like in in the case of high fructose corn syrup it's not good for you not that sugar is good for you but there's more bad i think in high fructose corn syrup in if you have it in in way too many forms but what is this doing outside of just creating that flavor for in an easier way so that's all it is. So that's not, but it's not, it doesn't have any negative effects. No, no, no. And then I guess. So you're then look, it's not cheating. It's well, just using the available, uh, the available ingredients. I suppose. High fructose corn syrup's an available ingredient too. I know, but what I'm saying is that has negative effects for you. Does it? I'm pretty sure there's been studies that if you have too much high fructose corn syrup, it's 
worse for you than just having sugar because <laughs> it's not natural. Okay, I see what you mean. So I guess I guess my comparison wasn't that wasn't cryo too high fructose. It was more in the process. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to use more sugar so I can use less high fructose corn syrup. I don't I don't want to use more Simcoe hops, so I'll use Simcoe cryo. Mm-hmm. Unless they just really like the flavor of the Simcoe Cryo. I don't that know. could be it, too. I don't know anybody at Sun River. So I mean, I we, we like Sun River a lot, and I will I trust them. I want to smash as a good... some Rippin, like, right now. Right now? We're five beers in. You sure you want to smash some Rippin? Yeah. I always <laughs> want to smash some Rippin. Always. Or a Sierra, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. All right. Let's get into the final right, beer. The final beer. I'm curious about what this is. This we is a saved, brewery I've never had before, but I've heard about. We saved the... Well, I've had one of the breweries I saved, on this. I saved the craziest for last, mostly because I'm just going to get into it. So this is Alesmith Brewing Company collaborating with Beachwood Brewing. We've had Beachwood on. Yep. You and I, we did the... Uh, I did the little tour, and you've had some of the three hoppy cans that they released. There was a double IPA as a fourth, but I didn't... I'm, I'm not a double IPA guy, so I didn't try Alesmith is very... They are known for their Speedway Stout, which you would absolutely go gaga I have, for. I have had that. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, not because you're a dark beer drinker, but because if you, in any capacity like dark beer, in even the slightest way, Speedway Stout's fantastic. Um, this beer is called Boom Crash Hoppera. It is an Australian-style sparkling ale, and I don't know what that means. What? what? Yes, it is an Australian-style sparkling ale. So that sounds, before you read anything, that sounds like Southern Hemisphere hops in a, like, brewed IPA. You got it, baby. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's it, but that's 100% what I thought. Yes. I was like, so you're doing everything you can to not say brute IPA because it has such a negative connotation right now. Does it have negative connotation? I think so. Yeah, I think because everyone, like, how many brute IPAs did you have that were any good? Not a lot. Yeah, so it's like they're all very, very dry. Yeah, to where, but that's it's, the point. It's not even but... just that, but like some of them are super boozy, and they just are kind of all over the place, and there's no real style guideline to it. Although I did just see, I did just see that uh, the Brewers Guild or the Brewers Association added like experimental IPA to the GABF list this year, which will include these idiot style beers. By the way, look at the front of the can; it looks hazy. It looks hazy. the The picture oh, of the pint. Oh, the picture of the pint looks hazy. Well, I don't know. Uh, it says an ode to the Aussie hops that contribute to this unique imperial sparkling ale. Boom Crash Hopra was brewed in collaboration with our SoCal compatriots at Beechwood Brewing. That tells me it was brewed at Alesmith. Highlighted by English malts and a bonzer of Summer Galaxy and Vic Secret hop varietals. Hey, there's that Vic Secret again. <sighs> Ugh. Drink in the juicy notes of pear, passion fruit, and pineapple in this ripper of a beer. 9.0 ABV. Ripper of a beer? Is that like an Australian slang term or something? I don't know. And I don't, what, what is, what is, where was that word? Uh, was it just a bonzer? Malt? Was it a malt style? Highlighted by English malts and a bonzer of these hops. Oh. Now, bonzer must mean like maybe a it's, lot. Maybe it's an Australian slang thing. Maybe they're really kind of diving into the Australian thing. I bet you if the Aussies found out, we say about their stuff, they would not be very happy. Yeah, you might have to. I'll have to bleep that. Might have to bleep that. I so think you're having trouble opening that can. <laughs> yeah, I am, dude. It's like now I'm afraid this thing's gonna like explode. Sparkling ale. All, All right, right well, we're good. We're good. I'm very, 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 very curious. Oh God, uh, about this. It's not hazy. It's not hazy. Okay, the can was misleading. I wasn't saying it was a see-through can. There's a picture on the art. Of a hazy looking beer sitting on an anvil. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what and was that's that? not like a wow. That's a whoa. From the smell? Yeah. All right. What is that? That is that is a lot of hops. Yeah. That is a a bonzer of hops. It is a, I mean, the name of the beer is Boom Crash <laughs> Hopra. So I would assume. <clears throat> is it opera because of the Sydney <clears throat> Opera House? I have no idea. That is like a silly American assumption. Well, <laughs> am I not a silly American? Well, to be, to be fair, the guys who made this are silly Americans making assumptions. 
hate this can design. <laughs> I can't stop smelling it. I haven't even tasted it yet. I'm scared. It's it almost kind of has a little bit of that fresh hop hop smell to it because there's so much hop there's flavor going on. So much hops in this. All right. Well, let's 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 bite the bullet. Let's take the first sip. Maybe we'll like it. It tastes. What is that? It tastes like. It tastes like nothing I've really had before. It tastes like a musty, sticky hands. That is a great way to put it. There is a lot of hops in this. It does have a very similar... It leans on the double IPA. Profile of the sticky hands. But it is not too sweet. And sticky hands calls theirs, what, a hop experience ale? Yep. And this is a... A, a sparkling hop ale or whatever that is very interesting i you know what i like it i like it i also found out that there is an australian pop rock band formed in the 80s called boom crash opera i guess that would probably be where the name came from maybe they both like them i hmm this is a tough one i like it because I, you're right. It tastes a lot like sticky hands, but there's more going on to it. It's not as the finish is just kind of like dusty. It's not as clean yeah. as the sticky hands. Sticky hands, although it is strong and very hoppy and dank and sticky, for lack of a better term, um, is very clean. And this is similar in all of those flavor profiles. But you're right. The back end, it almost uh, smoky, musky. Maybe it's one of the hops they use that I've, that I've not heard of before, but there's some flavor. It's not a bad flavor by any means, but it just, it alters it. So you're not, you're not just drinking a sticky hands from Alesmith and Beachwood. Right. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by this beer. I am too. I was really, really, really worried about it. I mean, I literally grabbed it because I was like, this is going to be fun to tear into for making zero sense whatsoever. But it makes sense now. This is going to be a really bad, hazy, (laughs) that's boozy and super sweet. Sparkling ale, is it going to be extremely dry? It's not. And bitter? It's not really dry. It is bitter, but that's the hop flavor for you. Yeah. It it just, it has, it has a very strong lingering aftertaste. Not like the clove and the frame hef. It is just that sticky hop residue at the back of your palate when you're done sipping it. I'm trying to look and, I mean, I really don't like using untapped, but there's not a ton of information about this beer out there, and it's completely split. Some people are like, this beer's great. I don't taste the booze. Other people are like, oh, the booze is, that 9% is really coming through. And I do, I, when you say I don't that like I... This, I don't like this beer, but maybe it's because I'm used to West Coast IPAs and hazies. I'm like, eh, this is like somewhere in the middle of those two. Well... Look, you you nailed it. It's sticky hands in a different form. And it's, stick- it's a not as well made sticky hands. Right. It's not as good, but it's good. And I think the thing about sticky hands and that style of beer is it's not very common right right now, right? The only time right. you'll get flavors like that is in fresh hop season because it's kind of like a fresh hop IPA just made year round yeah. by, by block fifteen. Right. So I think that if that comment is is from that commenter about I just like West Coast IPA, so I'm not sure I like this. I mean, do you like fresh hop IPAs? Do you like sticky hands? Then you probably like this. It's just a little bit different. It's a little bit. I you kind of nailed it. It's a muskier sticky hands. There's something in there that that tastes like you're in. We mentioned it already earlier. An old library with leather bound books and a red mahogany yeah. table and a cigar in your mouth. But you get a double IPA this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I don't know. I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I think it's really interesting. I have had both these breweries and have liked both these breweries before. I mean, we we raved about Beachwood a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So. Well, cool. Thanks, I, guys. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like drinking anything that's 9% just because I can't have a lot of it. But of course this, you can. But, but this I'm happy with. All right. So out of these six, again, we'll go through them. We had the Matchless uh, Cerveza Special. We had the Jack Savvy out of Massachusetts post-shift Pilsner. We had the Rubens Limoncello uh, Imperial Goza with lemons. We had the Freedom Hefeweizen. We had the Sun River Limited Release 
uh, Sick Means Cool IPA, and the Ale Smith and Beechwood collab Boom Crash Hopra Australian Style Sparkling Ale. To be honest, I think my beer of the week is the Ale Smith because it's so dang unique. Like this is the, I think you'd probably be leaning towards the Sun River, right? Um, because well, just because I would prefer to drink the Sun River over all of them doesn't mean it's beer of the week. Right, but you're leaning towards it because it's your favorite flavor. But in terms of being good while also being unique and really special, I want to give the L. Smith Beachwood one the beer of the week here, the Boom Crash Hopper out of these six. That's a wild flavor. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I will take that one as the beer of the week as well. I think the I think the best beer on this panel, I think, is the Rubens. In terms of just quality of, yeah. of production and stuff? Because there, there's some things to be desired in this Alesmith-Beachwood collab. Like, I don't love the finish. Mm-hmm. But I think if I weren't such, you know, a jerk about salty things... I think that limoncello would be my favorite. I don't know if you're being a jerk about it. Salt and beer is a strange thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that style is is very unique to people who like that flavor. It's a very, very polarizing style. Uh, I, I guess I would agree. I mean, honestly, I think the frame is made really well. I just don't like the clove. Yeah. It's just yeah. Really, really overpowering. Um, but yeah, so I, I'll stick with you, though. I, <laughs> I like this. And I, I think part of it that I like it is because... I was so scared, and I was like, what the hell is this? Australian-style sparkling ale at 9%? That sounds like a really crappy brewed IPA with Aussie hops. I like how we both thought that at the same time, yeah. too. And By the way, the clove from the half is still in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> After two other beers, I it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. I need an Dad? Just go slam some, like, Mountain Dew and see what happens. No. <laughs> Ew. Ugh. Mountain Dew's disgusting. Um, all right, so there, there is volume two of our Tasting Room series here on Beers and Us. Our Beer of the Week is the Alesmith and Beechwood Boom Hop or Boom Crash Hopra, which is basically like a, a different version of a Sticky Hands that was really unique and interesting and something we did not expect. But we also very much enjoyed the Sun River Sick Means Cool IPA. And the other... Th- Four that we had were mixed. We very much liked Freem's Hef until the Clove back or aftertaste. We did not love Jack's Abbey. Uh, the Matchless was okay. And the Rubens, not our style. So there you go. There is our tasting room episode for this week. Let us know if you try any of these beers after listening. Let us know what you think. If you agree with some of our assessments of them, if you disagree, you know, if you like Gozas, let us know what you think about the Ruben because that is the Rubens. That is one that is quite intriguing to me. And uh, we are two weeks away from our one-year episode, episode 52, which I am very, very excited about. So hopefully we'll get to go back to Grand Zarath for that one and do a full episode there with Mike and uh, try some of their beers. There is one thing that's kind of, you know, newish news, and it's kind of nice that we're doing a tasting room episode that some some rumblings were heard on Monday and everything was confirmed yesterday. And I think there are even some articles out today about it. Um, Tin Bucket on Williams is closed. I believe today is their last day. I don't know what that is. Is that tin, a tasting room, a tap room? is a tap room bottle shop on Williams and like Fremont-ish. So kind of near Ex Novo, Mississippi area over there? Um, really close to the Hopworks and Lompoc on okay. Williams. Okay. The bike bar and the Lompoc fifth quadrant. Um, It was sold to these guys that I know um, that I that I drink with, uh, they're opening a place called Ale Fire. It is a hot sauce beer bar. Oh, so there'll be a bunch of different hot sauces there, and then I beers assume, on draft and bottles to go. I assume wings, or are they just selling bottles I think of hot it's sauce? Just hot sauce. That's interesting. I'm not too keen on like the actual logistics of how the hot sauce is going to go down, but it's going to be a beer bar with hot sauce. Now, if they make that into like a beer bar that you do challenges, like spicy food challenges for wings or stuff at, I'm all in. Right. But, man, I'd never been to the Tin Bucket either, so I'm not. Tin Bucket was, Tin Bucket's definitely on that top 10 list of like bottle shop tap rooms. Um, I mean, I'm not hurt over that because I've never been, so I can't, I can't have any emotions. Um, It's curious, it's an interesting idea to put hot sauce with beer. Right, and I've, and I've been to Tin Bucket, you know, multiple times. It's, it's not one of my go-tos. Um, I mean, I pass 
two taproom bottle shops that I choose to drink at religiously before I would get to there. So it's a little tough sell for me, but that's more location driven. Uh, I just don't like the idea that I ran into one of their employees last night and he found out that day. Mm. And that's not cool. That happens in the restaurant business a lot. I hate that stuff. I mean, there's a ton of restaurants that are big restaurants that but you just don't just decide to sell one day. You but know, they do, and they put a sign on the door. Well, I remember there yeah, was. But yeah, but I guess I guess what I mean is you don't just sell one day, right? You've been like, thinking about exactly. It. You've been talking with people. There's legal paperwork. There's all that stuff. Like you gotta let your people know. Well, I mean, rem- remember the Blitz pubs? It's just such BS to not know. Remember the Blitz pubs? They yeah. had three of them. The story was nobody knew. They went to work. They were on the schedule, and there was a sign on the door, permanently closed. None of them knew. Yeah. And it was like, what? How does that happen? How does that happen? It happened kind of at Burnside, too. Yeah. They instantly, there was a sign on the door, and some employees had no idea. Uh, Terrible. I just hate that stuff. Terrible. Uh, Not 100% sure what we're doing next week. It's going to have to be another Wednesday drop, because I am out uh, Thursday, Friday next week. I'll be going to Hood River Thursday. So if anyone's, anyone's out at Hood River on Thursday, I'll be going to Frame and Double Mountain and likely going to Ferment as well for the first time. And I so, haven't been there, so you'll have to let me know. So come say hi if you what if you see I me. I'll have my wife will be there, a couple of buddies will be there, so you can come say hi if you'd like. Uh, that'll be there on Thursday. I think I'm going to Astoria on either Friday or Saturday as well. I'm going to take my friends who are beer drinkers to a couple of places they haven't been before because they've been here for the Portland beers. So we'll go out to Bowie and Fort George and uh, and whatnot out there as well. So if you're in any of those places this weekend, come say hi. Or next weekend. Next weekend. Come say hi. And that episode will drop Wednesday once again next week. And uh, we will see you then. Deuces. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 